Hey, Kate fans, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Mayor Dentremont, and tonight we have a special episode with last year's host, Emma Carmen. Not only was Emma the former podcast host, she was also the director of digital media and broadcast coordinator for the Cape Cod Baseball League last summer. She is now the social media content manager for Live Barn, and we will talk about what she loved most about her summer, advice for anyone who wants to work within the league, and what she's up to now. First of all, welcome back, and how does it feel to be on the other side of a Cape League podcast interview? Um, It definitely feels different. I would say I'm not really used to being interviewed, usually being the host or interviewing someone else on the sidelines, but it's great to be back. I mean, I'm so excited. I couldn't be happier to be um, invited onto the podcast. When Michael texted me, I texted everyone that I worked with in the Cape. I was like, you guys, I get to be, (laughs) I get to be a guest on the podcast, like so fun. Um, So I'm super excited to kind of get into all the details and everything that I'm up to now. So take us back to when you joined the Cape League team in January of 2022. What drew your interest to this specific league? Yeah, so I've always kind of had a passion um, in sports and baseball specifically. I have three older brothers. I grew up around a bunch of different sports, whether it be baseball, basketball, football. I was a gymnast myself. So when I first kind of came to the decision of where I was going to go to college, where I ended up going to Quinnipiac University, I knew I wanted to do something within the sports realm. And then broadcasting kind of just fell into my lap with my background. So I started out interning, which we'll get into, I'm sure, later um, for the Futures Collegiate Baseball League, then the New England Collegiate Baseball League, and then the Cape came into place, as you mentioned, in January of 22. So when I first saw that opportunity, um, I obviously knew what the league was. My brother played in it for a summer and I had a bunch of friends growing up who played in it. So being able to work for them and have the opportunity to start things remotely back with the podcast a year and a half ago, which is crazy to say, and then um, kind of continue throughout the summer uh, was honestly, it was a dream come true. It was so fun. Uh, Michael will always say it's the fastest three months of your life. But even when I started in January, I felt like it went by in the blink of an eye. And I think that's really cool for anyone listening or watching that you can be involved out of the season too. So it's not necessarily like you can only be there June, July, August. There's plenty of off-season opportunities. I mean, we're here a little bit before the season as well. So I think that just for anyone listening who's interested, you don't necessarily have to be in person right away for those three months if it doesn't work with your schedule. Um, So I think that's really cool, too, that I started out remotely and then came to the Cape for the summer. Having previous knowledge of the league, what were your expectations heading into that summer? Yeah, so I've been around summer baseball a lot. So I know how much of a grind it is, I will say. Um, It's definitely you got to be full force and ready to work practically six out of seven days. I will say Michael's the greatest and lets other people have other jobs or maybe they have other priorities during the summer. So it's definitely possible to do other things. Um, But I would just say knowing the expectation of what I've been when the summers before um, I didn't really know what to expect working for the league rather than a specific team, because that's only ever what I did before coming to the Cape. Um, But I mean, it turned out to be the best thing ever. I'm probably jumping ahead. Um, But working for the league, I think was great because not only did I get to work for um, one team, but really 10 teams and do things with everyone, whether it be players, coaches, other interns, other employees. And I just felt like it was a very like well-rounded experience. I was able to try new things that I've never been able to try. I was able to meet people all across the board. So I would say overall, I kind of came in with that expectation. And I will say that it definitely met all those expectations. So looking back on your initial expectations, 
Is there a specific way you could compare reality to what you thought going into the league? Yeah, I would say um, it was pretty similar. I would say matched to what my expectations were, but I always kind of came up with the idea of like, all right, I'm ready to work seven out of seven days. I had no idea really exactly until the schedule came out what I was going to do. But I think that's also the reality of sports. Um, I think for anyone who wants to work in the sports industry, they understand it's such a grind. Um, you don't get weekends off and your social life sometimes has to happen on Mondays or Tuesdays or whatever the off day may be. So I think just always knowing that if you're going to involve yourself in sports, that's kind of going to be the path it takes you to, but it's the most rewarding experience, I would say too. I mean, you'll be able to do things that no one else will ever be able to do. Like I'll probably get into more detail, but like going to Fenway and hanging out for 12 hours on a Monday was like the best, coolest thing ever. We got to go to Polar Park. We got to go to Dunkin' Donuts Park. We got to go to all the Cape Fields and then the people you meet and then watching them kind of grow up. It's almost like I was trying to explain this to someone the other day. And I was like, it's like babysitting and like nannying kids. And then when they get drafted and then when they do well, and then they make their major debut, I'm like, I felt like my child just literally had their debut. So I think like just knowing that you're going to be able to do all those things um, is really what shows how much your time and effort. And I mean, I will say to everything that we did within the Cape, like record everything, film everything, because you never know who those players or who those coaches or even where your other fellow interns or employees are going to end up one day. And they all turn out to be great memories. Um, and I think nowadays, especially with social media and how easy it is to share things, I think it's really cool and something to have in memories that will last a lifetime. For sure. And earlier, you lightly touched on your previous experience in the neighboring NECBL, what were the similarities between the Cape League and what were some differences? Yeah, so as I mentioned a little earlier, the schedule is pretty similar. I will say um, the New England Collegiate Baseball League and the Futures League starts a little earlier. Um, so when it comes to the game schedule, there's a little bit differences in the total games played in the summer. But I will say similar when it comes to scheduling wise, I mean, games are usually later on in the evening. As you'll notice, some fields in the Cape don't have lights, so some games will get a little bit earlier later on, and some will start, but anywhere between that four to seven range, I mean, is when most games started, and that's exactly what it was like in the other league, but I will say overall, I think I liked my experience more working for a full league rather than a specific team. Definitely with the team aspect, you get to know the players on a different level. You're with them every single day. You're more in like a set routine. Whereas when you worked for the league, you're kind of all over the place. You're traveling to and from, which some people aren't able to do. Um, so I would say that's the probably biggest difference. Um, but I think also, I mean, the level of competition in the Cape is you can't really beat it. So I think the players that come there, it's the best of the best. Um, they're excited to be there too, which I think really increases like our jobs. It was the best thing ever because they wanted to be there. So not only did we want to be there and get the best experience, but so did they. So when it came to the whole idea of like, Hey, you want to film a TikTok? Like they weren't like, Oh no. Like they were like, yeah, heck yeah. Like, let's get my name out there. Let's get my face out there because the fact that they're down there and they have the opportunity to play, um, I would say would be like a, another little difference that I would notice with like the level of wanting to be in a specific area playing baseball. And I mean, you can't be baseball in the Cape. So um, I would say that was probably the biggest difference between the two. Hearing you speak so highly about your Cape summer, is there any way you could pick a favorite memory or moment? Oh my gosh. Um, one, <laughs> that might be difficult. I will say um, 
I would say just like the little things I would notice, like I would be, I don't even know, I would be like sitting ready to film like a 30 minute show that we were going to post on social media one day. And I was like, this is so cool. Like not many people get this opportunity. I mean, there's only 18 to 20 interns that get to do this every summer. And that's totally grown from when Michael first started. And then from anything that we were involved back in college, like there were maybe a couple interns here and there, but you'll even see with the teams too, like Kituit, they'll have 30 plus interns. So to have all these opportunities for these either college kids or recent college grads is just a great experience. So I would say my favorite memory is kind of just soaking in all the little moments because obviously championships are great. Playoffs are so fun. Um, and then making sure to get out and about with your other friends and peers and other interns that are there, not even just Cape interns, but other like team and league interns for sure. Um, we would go out to dinner, we would hang out with each other, do bonding events of any sort, because as much as everyone's there to intern and work and learn from each other, it's also a great place to be in the summer. And you can't really beat that when it comes to going to get ice cream, whatever, going on beach days, like seeing what everyone's doing on their off days. So I would say any of that stuff definitely is kind of what set me as I went through my camera roll <laughs> before this, I was looking through all the Cape memories and I'll never forget them. So I would say anything like that. Being lucky enough to have a first-hand experience interning on the Cape, what advice would you give to the incoming interns this summer? Um, I think my biggest advice would be to try everything. Um, I think a lot of people come in and they're like, I'm only doing broadcasting and I'm only doing social media. I'm only doing photography. And I think you want to be well-rounded within the sports world, no matter what you want to do. So I think just going into it and wanting to learn from each other, like everyone's there for the same reason. So I think even picking up a camera, even if you've never shot a sports event in your life and just being like, hey, can I take a couple of photos? Like, can I take a couple of videos? I mean, Michael's super open to letting you kind of be more of like a utility intern and learning. Obviously, everyone's there for their specific role. So making sure that you get done what is needed for that specific role. But just asking people, I think, I mean, I learned advice from people that I literally that were 18 years old. And I was like, what the heck? Like, how do you know that? Like, I feel so old now. So I think just learning from each other and taking those uh, experiences. And I think also definitely putting yourself out there with the teams. Um, I think Michael will talk about it always on day one, but going up and introducing yourself to the coaches and saying, hey, I'm Emma, I'm working for the Cape, the whole league this summer. Um, please let me know kind of what your standards are, what you're looking for this summer. And if we're ever in the way, if you ever want something specific from us, like let us know because then that makes the coaches and the staff and the players feel like, okay, we know who they are. They're not just showing up randomly to the field. And then I think it's kind of just making that really comfortable relationship between the two of you. And then when you show up again, it's like, I will tell you, Kelly from Orleans, the Firebirds, like we are besties. So he'll like text me randomly and things like that but like on day one I went up with Sailor who was one of the other interns I was like hey this is who we are this is what we're doing just to let you know like where do you prefer us to stand where do you prefer us to shoot from like can I get an interview with you after kind of letting them know ahead of time and then you walk in five games later and he's like what's up so it's like it's the most welcoming group but I think just putting yourself out there and meeting other people and introducing yourself as to what you're exactly doing would be my biggest advice for every intern. For sure. And your sports involvement continued after CCB ended because your alma mater, Quinnipiac, they won the NCAA championship in hockey this spring. How was that experience for you? 
Yeah, I mean, it was so surreal. Um, for I'm, my senior year of high school back in 2016 was the last time they were actually involved in it in the Frozen Four. And it was actually in Tampa that same time. So, you know, seven years goes by. It's in Tampa again. We had the experience to go down there. So a big thank you to Quinnipiac Hockey, I mean, for having us down there. It was so cool from everything from, I mean, we went to the game on Thursday, then we had an off day on Friday and then played in the championship on Saturday. It was just really cool to see, I think, a team kind of grow from when I was a freshman in 2016, um, when I first entered at Quinnipiac. They just grew so much, and it was nice to still know some of the fifth years because COVID kind of made some of them stay around. Um, but just to be able to experience that in person down in Tampa was awesome. Um, and I still stay very involved with Quinnipiac. I mean, I know a lot of people will still do things for their alma mater, but um, I think going, being able to go down there and see all the coaches again and kind of reunite with each other, even though I'm graduated three years now, which is crazy to say, um, was really cool and a great experience and a huge congratulations to them. I mean, it's all over the map. I think Quinnipiac has made a statement on the school. First, it used to be Quinnipiac, then people didn't really know what to say, but I think they now know <laughs> what the heck they're saying and that hockey's a pretty big deal at that school. For sure. And you have to tell us how was the post-game celebration? Oh, it was awesome. Shout out to Judy, <laughs> the president, I will say. She did have an open bar for all of us. I mean, it was so cool. Um, we went over to, it's called AMSCO, American Social. And we had like a big open bar <laughs> with all of us. And she invited everyone from Quinnipiac, whether it be fans, family, whatever it was. Um, so it was a blast afterwards. I mean, I did, I, I'll tell you right now, I did not sleep. <laughs> I stayed up all night. I got up and I had a flight at 10 a.m. And I walked on that flight with zero hours of sleep. But it's totally fine. I mean, it's so worth it. And those are the experiences right there. I'm like, whatever. I don't need no sleep. When is that ever going to happen again? Um, so it was great. <laughs> So since the summer ended, you've been working with Live Barn. How did that opportunity come about for you? Yeah, so as the summer kind of wrapped up, I was looking at jobs, full-time jobs here and there um, when I was down there in the summer when I wasn't too busy, but I kind of took a little bit of time just to figure out exactly what I wanted to do and where my passions were going to lead me. Um, so now I'm the social media content manager for Live Barn. Um, they're a company, for those of you that don't know, I know it's pretty big in New England for hockey, but they're a company that provides live and on-demand online broadcasts of amateur and youth sports from venue locations all across the US, Canada, and Sweden. So pretty much I would say our largest market would be hockey, but now it's turned into more of a basketball, swim, volleyball, a little bit of gymnastics. So it's definitely grown. Um, and how they stream the sporting events is using artificial intelligence to follow all the action. So pretty much you don't really have, you just, they install the cameras into these rinks and it's all AI that's tracking everything. So on a day-to-day -day basis, I will say it's a little bit similar to what I would do if I would do social media for the Cape. I would find highlight, please. I would find any submissions. We do have an, um, kind of a setting where anyone who is a subscriber can send submissions for us to post if they want to be featured on our social media. And then I also broadcast any events they would like us to go to. So for example, I've been to the Atlantic Youth Hockey League tournament. Um, there's tons of youth hockey tournaments all across the nation. I've been to the USA Swim Swimming Workshop out in Denver, um, in Colorado. So it's kind of like a little bit of everything. And I have my foot in the door in a little different places, but I would say mostly social media and broadcasting. And I've loved it. And I think everything that I've kind of learned in my past, whether it be at Quinnipiac or with any of the baseball leagues or the Cape has kind of led me into this exact direction. And looking ahead, what are your dream career goals? 
Yeah, I would say so with my dream career, um, I love to do on camera work. Um, I definitely like the social media aspect of it all. And I think we've seen um, the position kind of rotate from time to time. Like initially when I was in college, I was like, yes, I want to be a sideline reporter and that's all I want to do. And now I think, I mean, from 2016 to now in 2023, I would say more of the dream would be like a digital host position because I love to do the social aspect. I like to do the on-camera aspect and the behind the scenes. So if I could kind of have my foot in the door with one of those, I would think a specific team might be um, the biggest dream. I don't necessarily have an area that I need to be. I've grown up in New England my whole life. I grew up in New Hampshire, born in Connecticut. Um, so I don't need a specific team. I kind of like all sports. Baseball obviously is a huge passion of mine, um, but I would say anything within that realm. For sure. And now wrapping up, we have to ask, are you going to be back to the Cape this summer? I'll be back to visit. <laughs> I will say I'll be back all the time to visit. Um, I have a friend and I will say this. I'm like my two ultimate best friends came from the Cape Cod Baseball League. I could probably cry talking about it, but I kind of came in not necessarily with anyone knowing anyone that worked for the Cape. I knew of Michael, obviously, but I didn't know any of the interns and me and one of the other interns ended up being like inseparable best friends. I drove her out to Minnesota when she got her job with the twins. Um, we talk every single day. She'll 100% be in my wedding one day. And then there's another girl named Courtney. Um, she's actually working for Harwich again. So I will be down to visit her. Um, you can definitely expect me there. And then any other needs that anyone wants, um, I will absolutely come down far. I'm not far at all. And I love the Cape. I have friends in the Cape all over. So you can definitely expect to see me. So come say hello. If you do, I will definitely help you out. <laughs> of course, of course. And besides attending a game, what else are you looking forward to? Um, I just can't wait to see everyone again. Um, there's a couple of returning players, I think, that we'll see through the years. Um, I think depending on the draft, you know how that works. Um, I think some will come back before the draft, some won't. Um, but I will say seeing everyone that I worked with who might be coming back to work for a league or work for the uh, one of the teams, I would say can't wait to see them. I mean, Michael, can't wait to see you. I know I saw you at Fenway Park from afar. <laughs> but I think... Um, just coming back, going to the beach, living the Cape dream, I would say. I mean, it's so nice. On the days, I will say, baseball's later on. Let me tell you, get your beach days in. <laughs> um, go to Chatham Bars in. Go to the fun places um, on both sides of the Cape. And I think that's something that I really liked about working for the league as well, is that I was able to, you can go from Bourne and Wareham all the way to Chatham and Orleans, anything like that. So you just have so much time to explore, so much time to learn about different places and so many people to visit because the interns are kind of all over the place. And then when you make friends with the team, like most of those people that work for the team are in their specific locations. Um, so yeah, I think just excited to come back down, excited that it's summertime again. I can't believe it, that it's literally Cape season already. Um, as I'm watching college baseball downstairs, I have it on the TV right now. Um, so yeah, I'm just excited to get back to visit you guys and see everyone. Okay. Now intern to intern, I need to know your favorite spot on the Cape. Okay. Favorite spot for food, ice cream. Okay. We're going to go three food to eat mm -hmm. and to post game. Okay. Um, I will say my favorite food spot, um, I lived in Falmouth. So I would say if you like, are you a sushi girl? Oh yeah. Okay. Bluefins in Falmouth is the 
literally, I will say I've been to Nobu. I've been to other sushi places and bluefins is amazing. You have to ask for the pineapple roll. Call me crazy. But once you put it in your mouth, it's like <laughs> the best thing in the world. So bluefins, I would say for sushi. Um, I know a lot of good Falmouth spots. You can always text me if you need that need good spots. Um, and then I would say ice cream. I really don't know. I would just go to a million random places, whatever was open when the game was over. <laughs> Um, I mean, and I will say as a group, Anejos, Michael can literally speak to that so much. It is so good. The vibes are immaculate. That's like the best way to describe it. It's so fun. There's a lot of people there. Like you can go on a Tuesday and it's fun. You can go on a Friday and it's obviously fun. So I think that's a good spot for if you want to go anytime during the week. Um, and then to post game. Oh gosh. Um, it's kind of, I would say it's a little bit regional. Um, Falmouth has great bars, like a going out scene, I would say. And so does Harwich, like in that area. Um, Harwich downtown. beer garden that's fun and then falmouth um whenever we'd go out there the courtyard it's kind of a good vibe it's a a lot of the places are restaurants that turn into bars um just because that's kind of how it works um but i would say probably one of those um trying to think where did i sing my heart out at karaoke um oh chapin's that is i might be in dennis but it's near harwich it's harwich port it's in that vicinity but that is the best for sure <laughs> Amazing. And I thought of another one, the best beach. Oh, the best beach. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was on Courtney's beach behind her house. <laughs> I would just go to her beach all the time because I could park there and walk. Um, or I would go to the beach down in Falmouth. There was a bunch down there. Um, a great spot to eat, actually. If you're down in Falmouth and there's the main road and there's a beach on the left and there's an awesome restaurant that's right there on the right, you sit in like the rocks. It's so cool. It's like little beach chairs set up and it's a whole little cabana place. They have a, like a bar with their windows that open up. They have the whole restaurant and then you can sit out on the beach and watch. So I would say anything down there, I can't really think of any specific beach names, but I will say make a friend with the boat too because you'll love to go on the boat days sometimes too because sometimes the beach just isn't it. Um, but yeah, I would say any of those. Amazing. <laughs> Do you have any last thoughts for Cape League fans, interns, or anyone else as we close out this intro episode for season two of the Cape League podcast? I know. Um, one, I, I also feel like I'm handing down my child. I literally grabbed my hat and all. I was like, no, the podcast. <laughs> I was told Michael when we first started in January, I was like, I'm so excited. And then when he asked me a name, I was like, the podcast. I was like, and it can never be retired. Like, it has to be it. I was like, one day there's going to be a store on the Cape and it's going to hold these hats. Um, I made them for everyone because I was like, you guys, these are so cool with these <laughs> Um, so I would say, honestly, just soak every moment in. Um, I think I'll talk a little bit about one thing really quickly before we close it out. I'm I'll probably be the longest episode because I always have so much to talk about, but I will say, um, even not being involved in the Cape anymore, I still feel so involved. Um, I mean, 
everyone's just a text or a phone call away. We still talk to this day in our 2022 summer group chat, like all the time. So it just goes to show how much everyone loves each other, how we became literally siblings, it feels like. Um, and then I'm still involved with the Kelly Rodman Baseball Foundation, um, which is a foundation to honor the spirit, passion, and love that Kelly Rodman, who was a former Yankee scout, had for the game of baseball. Um, so I'm still involved with them. I'm helping them out with anything that they do during the year. I went to the world baseball class, uh, the world baseball convention with them. I helped them table and then they do two little events every single year for a scouts baseball clinic, usually in January. And then they do a mini golf tournament upcoming in June. So I will say like, even though I'm not involved necessarily working for them, still being involved with the foundation, they give out 10 scholarships every single year to every scout liaison within the um, Cape Cod Baseball League. So I would just say, like, even though you're only involved from however long you get started until the end of the summer, like, it's going to be a lifetime thing for anyone who's working for the league. And I think that just goes to show how much you put in, because how much you put in is how much you will put, like, get out of it. Um, I mean, I'm someone who always was like, wake up every day. I'm like, heck yeah, like, what field am I going to? Like, this is the best thing ever. Um, and now I will say like, I'm, I can't even tell you how many people I talk to about the Cape league and people still bring it up all the time. Like they'll see me or they'll see me with my hat and they're like, what does your hat mean? I'm like, Oh, go subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> I was like, don't worry. They're coming out with season two. So, um, I think just a reminder that you're going to get everything that you put in, um, make the best memories ever. I, it's, I swear it's faster than college. Like I know it's only three months versus four years, but Michael would say, and I didn't believe him. I was like, oh, gosh, I know how many games it is this summer. And then, and came the playoffs and I was like, oh no, it's literally the end of it all. Um, so yeah, that would be just my biggest advice. You well, blink and it's over. No mm -hmm. one ever believes it, but it really is true. And uh, in terms of the relationships, I mean, everyone coming in, you know, they don't realize how good the relationships are going to be. I've been involved with the league since 2019. And, you know, you don't Four see years, Michael. quite as often. <laughs> Four years. They can't get rid of me. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I still see people from 2019. And it's not as often as it was that summer. But you pick up, like, there's no time been lost. And it just feels natural. You know, it's pretty crazy the bonds that you build over those two and a half months. And I will say the connections too. Um, that's something that kind of happened to for me a little bit later on. But the fans, they'll like want to know what you're doing. They'll want to know where you come from, what school you're coming from, what you're doing every single day. Definitely make friends with the fans. I mean, like they're diehard Cape fans. They're going to be at every single game and they're going to see you. They're going to see you at the All-Star game. They're probably going to go to Polar Park or Dunkin' Donuts Park if their favorite team is playing. So I will say all the connections that you make will help you later on whether it's working within the sports industry, whether it's randomly running. I I can't even tell you, I ran into a family that recognized me. I wasn't even near the Cape. I was in Maine somewhere. They're like, are you the girl that you, I'm like, what the heck? Nothing came to my face So like people recognize you for life. So just remember that when you're down there, always have a smile on your face. There's going to be days that are harder than others, or there's going to be days where you're not necessarily going to want to be there, but just think, wake up, think, say, I'm one of the 20 and one of the 18 that get to be here this summer. This is the coolest experience ever. And then make the best memories. I'm literally crying. I, <laughs> I wish I was going back there. <laughs>